Let me tell you a little something about the chronic gals Just two best buds and they're very best pals Talking about cannabis, that good, that tree So grab a joint and just spark with me Hey! Gals recording. live. Recording. Holy moly. Oh. It's been a while. Welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a while since we've done a live because we've been There's doing been other stuff. There's been a lot going There's on. There's been a lot going on. Um, but we're super excited to be back. This is the jibble jabble ramble jamble until people show up and join. Hi, Hi. friend. Hi. So here we are. We uh, are recording this week's podcast right now. Right now. It's podcast Wednesday and we had something super cool lined up for you today, but we're going to have to push that super cool surprise until later because life and shit. So we're coming on live and talking about our past. Our past. What else is (laughs) new? But this is not quite as like traumatic traumatic is normal Uh, yeah i mean well no actually i was thinking about it this morning and i was thinking that that was the that time of my life was the last time that i really felt like uniquely myself oh my god i know you know what i mean okay so the time of this life being our emo days we are elder emo calling all elder emos or more like yeah so calling all of our elder emos i Holla. feel like okay when i watch and this is going to be a chaotic podcast episode yeah we have no plan we didn't even introduce ourselves oh, yeah. i'm riley i'm ashleen welcome to the chronic gals podcast we have no plan other than the topic that we're talking about so it's going to be everywhere buckle in we're going to smoke some weed Spark up yourself. Yes. Enjoy. On Enjoy. A, this lovely Wednesday mor- morning. Morning. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I bet. So there's like the whole elder emo thing on TikTok right now. And or that's been a thing. There's yeah. like elder emo talk. Right. And I feel like personally, I'm on the younger side of the elder emo. Age, age. spectrum. Yeah. Because I'm 29. So I'm not even I'm not like young not old but i'm not young when do you think the generation of elder emo began like if we were to pop culture anthropology anthropologize <laughs> you know what i mean we're yeah do well an anthropology class about uh emo culture when do we think that it started because i would say probably like mid 90s i would say mid 90s i'm like looking when green day green day came on the scene mm. when Blink-182 came on the scene. Yeah, even like Real Big Fish and the ska stuff. Yeah, I mean, that ska goes back into like the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. And like Jamaica. Yeah. And yeah, so I would say probably like, like, because like Nirvana is the beginning of like our emo. Because there's like other types of defined emo. Because there's like emo music of the punk scene. Right. In like the eight seventies and eighties, yeah, your Smiths, yeah, your, uh, the Cure, the Cure, yeah, Spam Risk, 
Hold on. Coming back to the live. Hold on. Let's do not disturb the calls. Really oh, quick. good let's idea. Let's just um, focus. Focus. Good idea. Good idea. Okay. Here we are. We're back. We're back. Elder emos. So, so yeah. I would say like 90s. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm looking on Spotify now. Green Day's first album came out in like 91, 92. And then Dookie, which I would probably say is like their first major yeah. album, came out in 94. Yeah. I think I would define what our genre of music. I feel like we started like the band's that were influential in our version of emo pop punk metal which we weren't really into the metal we dipped our toe we dipped our toe i i had fun yeah i liked it but it wasn't like what i wanted to listen to every single day right so i would probably say like early 90s yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking too like so i was born in 1990 you were born in 93 so like at the time when we were literally born and children is when the beginnings of all of this started yeah with the green day and the blink but by the time like we were 10 11 12 13 yeah. and actually listening to music music consciously that's not just yeah like, what our, you know, parents our parents listen to. to um that i would say like that at, by then green day and blank were on like mtv yes and vh1 and like they were like the names right of the the scene right and like honestly even going back to like our childhood mm-hmm. like dad listened to rush yeah and Queen, like I remember, just, like growing up to that Queen sticks, sticks yeah, you know, Mister Roboto, yeah. like that music, and then our mom li- liked country and pop and like Billy Joel, right, type of music. So we kind of grew up with like a wide, a range. very wide range of music. And no. even now, people are like, "Wow, you know this song?" I'm yeah. like, "How do you not know you this know- song? <laughs> it's like in Classic. my DNA." I know. Yeah. So, I feel like we've always had an eclectic musical yeah, yeah. heritage. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I agree. But, okay, let me ask you this, because I don't remember the answer to this okay. question. Okay. What was the first CD that you bought? Mm. Ooh, okay, ever? Or, like, in the genre? Um, if it's two different answers. Yeah. So I want to say the first, I think the first CD I bought ever, which was on Amazon, by the way, dot uh, com dot com. Yeah. When it was first like selling just books and CDs and it I, came in the mail and it came in the mail. I got a gift certificate from Uncle Chris, I think Oh, typical. For, for Christmas and um, for Amazon. And I got fucking... The Insync Holiday Album. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that, that the first <laughs> album you bought? Yes. That's awesome. The Insync Holiday Album. Um, but my first, I don't remember the exact first like punk CD or pop punk whatever I bought, but I do remember. So, turned sixteen, got a car, six CD changer by the way, in my Honda Accord, which I still still have. Yeah, which I still have. Uh, And I bought one of those big CD Mm -hmm. cases where you put all of the CDs in so you can travel with them. And like the first four, I want to say, were AFI, The Academy Is, 
uh, the Santi album. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the AFI album was the, is it Winter Underground or something? It's like gray yeah. with the bunnies. Yeah. And then uh, AFI, the Academy is, I, th- I think those were like two of the first ones. Which is really random. Super random. That is random. But like as soon as I started buying CDs, I like started buying CDs. Yeah. And I was like into alt I would you know, subscribe to Alt Press, which was this magazine, which still is around. It, yeah. That was like the one of the premier emo pop punk alternative press magazines. And I would flip through there and I would find people and I would look Okay, wait. Okay. Let me just back up back up really fast. When did we get Blink-182, the Blink-182 album? Because I have a visceral memory of, one, dad coming home with that ludicrous CD. Yep. I mean, like, I don't know what this is, and he gave it to us. And I thought it was a joke, and he was like, should you not have this yeah, CD? Yeah, we both were like, well, I thought it was the Rolling Stones album. Because it was that. Because it was the, t- yeah. the mouth and the tongue, and yeah. then we played it, and it was not the Rolling Stones. Yeah. It was ludicrous. <laughs> And we were kind of like, Dad really gave this to us. Yeah. Now, didn't he? Yeah. So I remember receiving that. When did we get Blink-182? I don't remember. The... It was like their biggest album. The Blink-182 album. Yeah. It was after they came out. Yeah. The gray and the smiley face yeah. and the, with the arrows and stuff. I don't remember. Because it, it came was, out in 2003. It was before I started driving around. Yes. It was in. It came out in 2003. I have a visceral mem- memory of me singing to this album. Yeah. Being like a weird emo kid looking out the window. Ah, <gasps> uh, okay. Hold on. I remember. Sorry, finish the thought. No, that, that was it. So, I, so I'm like, I have this album... Was and Good Charlotte, yeah. Oh, yeah. Were two yeah. bands that were in my elementary school life. Yeah, were major, major, major players. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember when. I I remember buying a Good Charlotte CD. I don't remember when. And I remember having the, the actual Blink One Eighty Two CD. I don't remember when mm. we got it, but I do remember like burning some of those things onto mm. another CD so that you could have it for your CD player and I would have the original for my CD player. Yes, yes, yes. And when did LimeWire come in? I was, that scene? was the next <laughs> thing I was going to bring up was LimeWire. But I think LimeWire was before I got, we got into like the punk stuff because when I was downloading LimeWire, it was like fucking... It was like music. I was, I it was whatever like musicals. It was like Eminem. Oh, no. Oh, I was, yeah. It was like whatever's on the radio. <sighs> yeah. You know, it was like Eminem and fucking Natasha... Oh, Benning- Benningfield. Yeah. And... Um, you know, like yeah. that, that kind of stuff. So that was like the LimeWire days. Oh, my gosh. Which, Hilarious. okay, so if that Blink-182 album came out in 03, I would have been 13, so you would have been 10, so that would have yeah. been your elementary school days, yeah. and that would have been, like, right as I'm leaving middle school. Yeah. Which makes sense. Uh, it checks as, out. As far as the timeline goes. And yeah, I would say I started lime wiring in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember, I was telling Warren about this, I remember, so, Good, good Charlotte, they were, I mean, a major part of our youth. So the first Good Charlotte album came out in 2001 and then Young and the Young Which and I don't the Hopeless. Think we had. No. We got The Young and the Hopeless cuz I know all yeah. of these songs and yeah. I know less of the other ones. Yeah. But I remember being like a crossing guard at elementary school singing like Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. boys don't like Girls, bo- girl, oh, girls, girls don't like, like boys. Girls, girls like cars and money. Yep, holla. So totally like 
fifth grade crossing guards singing this song as like little babies are like crossing the street. Yeah, right. So Yeah. It's been a we've been we've been in this for a while now. It's been a while. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay. So, and I don't remember what my first album is that I bought. Because I think LimeWire muddied those memories. And I yeah. do remember we did go to the mall all the time when we lived over there yeah. by the mall. Yeah. And definitely Sam Goody was what, where we hung out. Mm-hmm. FYE. FYE. And yeah, I don't remember what the album was. And I know and I feel but I feel like I was like, you know what? I'm going to remember what this album is forever because everyone always remembers the first, their one, first yeah. one that they buy. Yeah. But. I only remember my first concert I ever went to. Do you remember what your first concert was? No. I don't remember my first concert ever, but I do know that we went to a lot of them as soon as I got my driver's license. Yeah. I don't think I went to a lot before I had my driver's license because I never wanted to go fucking with my parents. Right. And I don't think there, there was anyone who would like drop me off at a yeah. concert at that point or that i even just wanted who even listened to the music that i listened to that's so even. true because yeah i don't think any of your friends listen to the music that you listen to no and then also like in at that time as i was exiting middle school i was going through this weird shift with my friends where none of my friends liked me anymore yeah. and they were just i was like drifting and finding new friends yeah but yeah none of my friends at the time were into the music that i was into <sighs> so interesting so the until w- mitchell came around Katie Bush Lack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Do you want to yeah. light something? Yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't even yet, have we? <clears throat> Let's do the mojito. Let's do that one, yeah. So Ashley picked up a mojito pre-roll from Royal Tree Gardens by at Craft. And we're going to see. We're going to try it. Recommendate rec- recommended from the butt tender. Which I don't remember his name, but he had a big old beard. Thanks, bearded butt tender from Craft in Vancouver. No, I don't know where it went. Okay, so my I'm, you took me to my first concert. I'm pretty sure you went to a concert without me, and then you were like, "Riley, you have to come." With like a friend? I think I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, you wouldn't have gone by yourself. No. Maybe you went with like Katie and Mitchell. No, I didn't go with them. Okay, well then. Was no, no. I was gonna say was Warped Tour were one of our first, but I don't think it was like the first. Was it? Because we did like a huge warp Tour. We did. But I think the that was af that was after. after. Because we, we've been going to concerts at the Hawthorne for a while. Yeah. Like, I don't know. A year. a year or so. So my first concert was Say Anything. I'm pretty sure Manchester Orchestra and Biffy Clyro were opening. It was at the Hawthorne Theater. It, That's where we found both of them. Yes, both exactly. And exactly. We went for Say Anything. Mm-hmm. Found out Manchester Orchestra and Biffy Clyro, which that in those days... This was like MySpace music yes, days, MySpace by the era. way. This was MySpace. Beginning of the internet. Yes. So, yeah, I remember the thing, that, the thing to do was you would stand in line for your show so you could get the, to the front <coughs> of the stage or of the, like, standing area 
and then watch the openers and then like party for the headliner. Yeah, up at the front. Up at the front. Because you've been there the whole time. You earned your spot. And the openers were, it was like, we always showed up for the openers. We were yeah. always there early. Yeah. Always showed up for the openers. We because we wanted to. We wanted to <coughs> expand our library. We wanted to be like those people who found the next cool <coughs> thing that, you know, at, who opened up for the whoever you loved. Exactly. Yeah. And for Biffy Clyro, Manchester Orchestra, and Say Anything to be my first concert, I'm sorry. That was the catalyst for the next, like, seven years of my life totally because it was like wow you really do go to the show to see the whole show you like the opener if if you like the headlining band chances are you're gonna like the opening bands so you just go and that's what you do and and this was before we were smoking weed we were yeah. drinking alcohol too young to we drink. were too young to do too young and too square honestly too young and very we square were really there for the music we were and i think that's what made it so special was that it wasn't about a party it was we were really music fans, fans. and um yeah. And the people around you were music fans. Like yes. those other people who got there for the openers who stood in line in the rain because it was in Portland in the rain, wait in the cold, like waiting for these people like you. These guys were on your level. And when you were yes. up there in the front for the headliner, everyone's sweating on each other. People are, you know, pushing or falling down. You got each other's back. And, yeah. you know, they're going to make space for you and they're going to lift you back up when you fall in the mosh pit. And all of these things. It's a community. It is such a community vibe because you've been around each other for like three hours, you know, and like you don't talk during the performance right. because you're actually there listening to the music. And when you were up in the front, the people in the bar kind of were drowned out. So it does, yeah. didn't really matter. Like if you were in the bar, you could talk. Who cares? But if you were on the floor, yeah. shut the fuck up. I'm listening to the music. Right. Be quiet or right. I will mosh you out of here. Right. Participate. Like, don't be up here if you're not going to be in this moment with us. Yeah. And, like, those years, I don't know, what time, when you're, what, so you were 16. Which would have been 2006. Gosh, that is so long ago. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, it must have been 2006, 2007. I was, like, trying to go back when... Because the album that I, that we know Biffy Clyro from didn't come out until 2010. Isn't that weird? So really? I don't know what we were listening to at that show. <laughs> and then Early. Manchester Orchestra. Because yeah. I know Biffy opened. Mm -hmm. And then Manchester. Mm -hmm. And then it was Say Anything. Yeah. The Manchester album that was probably around that time came out around 2006. Yeah. And then In Defense of the Genre, I think, came out that year. It was the In Defense of the Genre tour. tour. That's right. The Say Anything, In Defense of the Genre. Yeah. Oh, my God. That album is so good. That okay. album is so good. Double album. Two. It's like tw it's like 30 songs. It's insane yeah. how long it is. But all of them are so good and so unique and different from each other. And yet they're all telling the same story. And it's this fucking mega double album like it's so yeah back on a cd so you're literally talking two, two CDs. cds disc one disc two and i'm pretty sure that was after max bemis had like gone on his 
Yeah. This was manic episode. Like right. one of his first manic episodes. Post diagnosis. Yeah. So and we didn't really even know about Say Anything until this album came out. Right. And right? we read about them in all in press. In all, all press. And we were like, wow, look at the journey of this band. Right. Look at like the trials right. and tribulations that they've been through. Right. How did you listen? Did Was it just you saw them in the magazine and then you bought the album? Is that what happened? How did you find Say Anything? Because basically all my music has come from Ashleen. Yeah, I think I think I bought the album because they were on the cover of Alt Press. Nice. I, it, they, I remember the cover too. They, it was Max Bemis with a funny face and he's like squeezing a uh, bright green teddy bear, like a Care Bear type, but mm-hmm. it was big and he's like, and I think it was just like a satire of his mental hospital, like his days in the mental hospital. Um, but yeah, I think because for a while I was just like chugging whatever was on the cover of all totally. press, and it was great because they were, they were great recommendations. All so good, the bands were all so good, and there was a good mix between the screamo, the super punky or the super poppy stuff, yeah. the super like the Paramore, you know, everything on on um, a Warp Tour. Yes. You know, it was like all of these things in this magazine that was just satisfying like every vibration you know it was just so good and then yeah yeah, like say anything and he's so artistic and poetic I can have it say anything have its own podcast honestly I love say anything so much the hi like yeah poetry that Max Bemis has his ability to write music on the fly is outrageous insane his vulnerability within his music which i know he feels is like a like his problem but as the listener it's like that's his superpower is his ability to be vulnerable yeah and then like sit in the really 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 dark spaces of his mind while also coming out on the other end like actually this life is worth living Mm mm-hmm so it was like emo and like mm-hmm. I hate my life, but like don't kill yourself because it's actually worth living. And it's just like and then his whole like Max Bemis's whole story, like life, like real life with Sherry and yeah. his fucking hordes of kids now. Right. Like we've followed this family now for since 2006, since de- it's been, you know, yeah, 15 years, 20 years. Yeah. And I love him and and cherry and they rock and the music is good and the musicians in the band are just so fucking talented, talented. and it's so eclectic yeah and it's just everything yeah oh it's yeah so good. they're saying anything is so good so highly recommend um in defense of the genre is great as is like the ne- is the the next one the um self-titled i think so the one before in defense of the genre was is a real boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where that um called her on the phone and she touched herself. Yeah. That song comes from. Totally. Yep. And a lot of people like if you're a say anything fan, you came from you that. Yeah. came from that and then you dug deep into the bins of say anything. Yeah. Love every single B roll, every like I love it. It's I know. So they're good. so good. And like when you find a Say Anything fan, it's like, oh yeah, I like Say Anything. It's like, yes! Yeah, yeah. Say they're, anything! They're one of those they're bands the best. for sure. For sure. Okay, so another band like that, The Matches. The ma- Oh, The Matches! Okay. They, I think, again, I found them from Alt Press. I think I found them before they're on the cover. They were in, still in the inside in of the magazine. Inside. 
But somehow they swung a spot on Warp Tour. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, on, no. on the Alt Press Tour. Alt Press Tour. So we got with, Do you remember who he, who opened? Fuck, that was like five amazing bands. All time, Sunny Malone. Oh, Sunny who Malone! knows Sunny Malone? Yeah, who, who knows, knows Sunny Malone? Malone? Oh Anybody God. tell me who's who the fuck Sunny Malone? Put it in Sunny the Malone is. And we will like bring it back up later. So Sunny Malone opens. He was horrible. He, he was flipped not us off. Good. He spit on us. It was he not the right at us. It was not cool. Uh, so Sunny Malone, and then I think the Academy is. Yeah. Uh, what? No. no. Mayday Parade. Uh, no, I think kids? All Time Low was one of the headliners. I feel like one of those Mayday Parade, We the Kings types of bands. Hi, 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 hi! Welcome everybody. I don't. Remember. We're talking about uh, we're elder emos, and we're talking about our emo days. Back the music we listened to, and is still the best music. Ever. It really is. Um, I don't remember. All I remember it was Sunny Malone. I gotta then... look up that tour. Actually, can I use your phone yeah. because? That tour was amazing. It was. It was the first all press tour ever. Go to DuckDuckGo, yeah. Oh, it was? That was the first one? I thought yeah. that was the second one. Uh, maybe you can't oh, maybe it was the, the, Oh, maybe it was the second one. The I first one was the, the one with Chico one. Sa- Uh Sorry, Chiodos. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think you're right. It was yeah. the second one. Uh, but, okay, for the, everyone, anyone who's listening, um, so we are talking about our elder emo days. Where did you, if you participated in the music scene... Between ni- the 90s to now. That's a huge span of time. But where did you watch music? Um, who did you go see? Our first band, my first band was Say Anything. Who are your favorite pop punk bands? Who would you go see at the When We Were Lo- Young tour? Okay, I cannot find a quick. I cannot find a quick one. You know what's hilarious? If I knew my MySpace, right, I could look oh at my, my MySpace because yeah, we, would, we every single freaking show we would. This is the date. This is where this. These were the bands that played. Yeah, you're right. So I remember that. that. Find that. But anyway, so good. But we found the matches, and that's the matches were another band where if you knew the matches, you loved the matches. They were this band out of uh, the, the Bay, Bay Area. Area. They had they started by making like these underground shows because nobody would have them on. They would nobody would have the band play. So they would just like put on their own shows. And then at other bands shows in the parking lot, they would play acoustic and then like get people to come to their monthly show that they had at this place. That's so I know. And then that's how they became the matches. And then I didn't know that. Is that yeah. what's in the documentary? Well, I didn't watch I, it. I mean, I knew it. I knew it before. Before. But yes, that's it is also in the documentary. But see, like they were such a. That's what you had low, to do. But they were like such an influential band. Not a huge band, mm-hmm. but so influential that somebody made a fucking documentary yeah. about them. Oh, they're just so good. Put a pin in that. They are good. And it's like they had their own drama. That they sang about in their albums, like right. Yvonne Dahl killed the locals. Right, was the title of their band or was the title of their album? Mm-hmm. But the locals was a title was their band originally. So it was like these storylines yeah. woven into the music that was also so enticing about this type of music. It was like yeah, Easter eggs and breadcrumbs. Right. Sean Harris is another artist, like yes. similar to Max Bemis from Say Anything. Sean Harris has one of those 
brilliant minds that takes you into all of those weird corners and connects those weird dots mm-hmm. and like does callbacks from previous albums and you know, all of these little things and you just want to go for the ride yes you know you just want to see what they're going to do next and all of the, the mu- matches music videos yes. are so good yes. and like all done off for like budget like yeah for the tiniest budgets less than a thousand dollars like they could have been uh, really really big and i think that if the story is revealed in the documentary as to why part of the reason that they they didn't do you want to know was it a manager situation it was a manager situation the fucking manager never filed copyright licenses for any of their songs so they didn't earn any of the money on any of the downloads any of the youtube any of the anything can you like retroactively do that can you do it now I think they did once they found once out they, figured they did it out. but oh, I mean fuck. it was like they were already burnt out because the guy was pushing them too hard because yeah. at one point they were like touring and touring and touring. yeah then they went to England, England and, and had a touring and made a music video uh, yeah blah, 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 blah. and it was just and you could tell in the music yeah. that they were like burnt out yeah and that's another thing about this music and the way that we consume it is that we were there for like for the very much the start or the to the end yeah. or like close to the beginning to another period of time. We caught up on the saga of the band. Yeah, so we saw them go from really small bands to whatever however they end up. And a lot of time like whether it's big or they break up or something tragic happens or whatever. It's like we were there when they were small right. and we saw them in these tiny, tiny fucking venues right. when they were children. Right. And then now they're at this other point right. of their life. Okay. So let's uh, loop back around then. So on the all press tour, one of the openers was Sonny Malone. Who was Sonny Malone? Anybody know? Fucking Skrillex. Skrillex. <laughs> and who is like one of the, was one of the he- biggest DJs for, I don't know, five years. I think there. is still one of the biggest DJs yeah. right now. So we saw him we when, saw he, him when, when he, he was, was still Sunny Malone, <laughs> which it I'm was not, it, was it not wasn't good. good. I'm glad he forever the it. sickest kids forever. The sickest kids yes. was on that all press tour forever. The sickest kids, which I just listened to that album yes. yesterday. That see that is there Sun, in the yeah. same line in the Sunny, same column. Was that the rocket summer one? No, was that the rocket summer and boys like no, 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 no. that was. That no, was no, no, that no. was else. That was okay. Else. Well, we're putting together the pieces of that all press tour anyway. But yeah, so Sunny. So Malone. yeah, we saw them when they were young. When they were when they were young. I know. When I keep thinking that when they were small before they hit it, and then we actually got a chance to see Skrillex in Vegas when we uh, stopped by there <laughs> once, and that was <laughs> you know that was a cute little Which is full another, circle moment. Another whole story. <laughs> yeah, for another time another <coughs> joint but um another band that comes to mind the like progression is all-time low my heart i my heart I know. still skips the beat for that band i know literally i was like oh fl- ha- ha- heart's a flutter <laughs> I know. my heart's a flutter i know all-time low was for me like that band that they're <laughs> Like, people write stories about the mom who, like, had that band that they loved in high school and they would still, like, do whatever for it. That's me (laughs) and all-time low. Yes. Like, I still daydream of somehow bumping into Alex Gasgarth and Jack Bearcat. Bearcat. Fuck yeah, dude. And just, like... Hell yeah. 
hitting it off uh, and becoming, <laughs> becoming best, best friends. friends right <laughs> i know and we saw we they're huge now i feel I like know. they're huge we saw them again at the hawthorne theater yeah and then we saw them like at the Wonder Ballroom, and yeah. then we saw them the at the Roseland, and then now the they're and at the Moda Center Are or they? whatever. I don't know. They're don't in know. stadiums. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure yeah. they're that big. Dang, they're, and good for them. And good for them. Totally and lost. Still doing it. You know, yeah. they were definitely influential in my high school years, and then I grew up, and <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really like one of their last laster later albums, and yeah. then they got signed to like. A major label. Well, and then and for me, I just also like took a deep dive into like electronica and techno for a while. So I just like left it behind. That's left, very true. You know. Yeah. And just started exploring other things. You know, right. the cycle, the cycle moves on. Right. <laughs> but still love them. Ugh, they're so good. Uh, yeah. All time low. The progression. Cute is what we aim for. Cute is what we aim for. Talk about them. the drama. I was about to say. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Hold on. Time out. This weed does get you chatty. This does get you chatty. Holy crap. Yeah. Mojito. Mojito. Royal Tree Farms. Great smoke. There's some left. We can reheat it, relight it whenever. Um, shit. I forgot the middle layer. And then I also forgot where we started. All time low. All time low. Oh, okay. What I was going to say. You, Progression. You said cute is what we aim for. Cute, and cute is what we aim for. Cute is what we aim for is one of those bands that had a lot of internal drama. Yes. What I was going to say yes. is that All Time Low did not have a lot of internal no. drama. Like they were all literally just four best friends yeah. who are figuring out how to music together, yeah. you know, and doing yeah. it yeah. successfully yeah. and like also having families and stuff. Yeah. But like they're just so sweet. I and know. And funny and I don't know. I know. <laughs> they're just gold. But then cute is what we aim for. Could have been big, but they had drama. Yeah. And their drama dragged them down. Tragic addiction story. Which was like, I feel like was a common thread. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess mute, like, that kind of just goes hand in hand with, like, the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Escape the Fate. Talking about drama. Oh, Escape the Fate. I love Escape the Fate. You know, and they are still good. Okay. I. I like Ronnie. I'm a fan. I will say this on the record. <laughs> I'm a fan of Ronnie Radke. Uh, you know, I I get it. I do. I fully understand. Pa- uh, yeah, I don't know. I probably I don't know. I'm just a fan. I can't defend I get, him. I think that he's another <clears throat> artist. Like, I think. What he put together in that first Escape the Fate album, which I don't remember what it's called. Situations. No. No, that's the song. Uh, But Dying is your... uh, I don't remember. The first one. With the the face face. and the red lips. Was a beautiful album. Is a beautiful album. Like, it is artistry. It is artistry. For, like, that that aspect of you that just like wants to die for the things that you can't have or don't get or are angry about. Like... And then, like, feeling how, like, this is where probably one of the first times that in, now that I'm thinking about it, that someone I, uh, oh, well, I guess good Charlotte. So maybe, okay. (laughs) We told you this was going to be a one. (laughs) Chaotic one. Yes. (laughs) So this music definitely influenced the way that I reflect on trauma 
like I don't know if we if we listen if we didn't listen to this music we would be so into trauma healing mm, totally now that I'm thinking about it and like connecting dots because yeah. like I mean in good Charlotte there's that song where there he talks about how his dad doesn't show or like leaves yeah. and that cycle and how his brother was that and his father was that and he doesn't want to be that mm-hmm. and then in escape the fate Ronnie Radke is singing about his mom mm-hmm. and how she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And now look at what happened because you weren't there. Mm-hmm. So like this music totally influenced like, oh, maybe these like traumas weren't happening yeah. to me. But I'm like, wow, like this person is like looking at it and processing it and like feeling that. And that is a deep feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also just opens your eyes to a world that mm-hmm. I mean, we led a relatively sheltered childhood. I mean, we grew up in the Catholic Church, so there was everything was just kind of like within a certain realm of acceptability. And listening to this music and hearing these stories and realizing yeah. that like some people's dads weren't around. Yeah. And you know, some people had really hard childhoods and that's yeah. not something that's just in a show or whatever, you know. Uh, it makes it definitely gives you a wider perspective on the world, and definitely. then yeah, being able to like look at the trauma and saying, well, I mean, look, needing to look at it in order to heal it, mm-hmm. and using art in order to do that. Right. Pivoting from that, but kind of going back to the original point <laughs> of Ronnie Radke, and <gasps> so Escape the Fate is a band. Bless the Fall was a band. We were, Bless the Fall was like a Christian screamo band. Remember when there were Christian screamo bands and that was like a thing and like Christian hard rock was real. So, (laughs) which, this music is totally meant to address the angry feelings that you have and like not shy away from them and repress them and like bring them up and feel them and move through them, which like why mosh pits are so great and why metal, like when you go to a metal show, there are those specific people in the mosh pit feeling their fucking feelings because there's nowhere else that they can feel them. Oh, a hundred percent. And I love, like, I love that about this community. It like, we're not shying away from the bad feelings Mm -hmm. and like the shadow of it all like we're just like facing it and feeling it and whatever going back to bless the fall and what's that guy's name i'm I'm totally remember it's escaping my brain Uh, (laughs) i like i can see all of the bangs i don't remember but yeah being fans of or like listening to and cutting out something to put on the wall for bless the fall and then seeing Escape the Fates drama with Ronnie Radke going to jail and like having his whole, whole issue. Mm-hmm. And then seeing the guy from Bless the Fall move over to Escape the Fate. And then like being in Escape the Fate. And then now that is like what Escape the Fate is. Right. Is like this guy from Bless the Fall. Right. I just always think about that. And I, I just think that is so weird. I know. <laughs> Like, I get it. Yeah. I see the lo- linear aspect of it, but it's like, in my head, Escape the Fate is Ronnie Radke. Yeah. And now there's this guy from Bless the Fall posing as Ronnie Radke, but he's not posing as Ronnie Radke, and they're creating their own music. Right. But I feel like they should go by a different name. 
I mean, people have the same thoughts about like Journey <laughs> with their singer or Queen having right. Adam Lambert. Ad- Lam- Lambert? Lambert? I don't know. Adam. Yeah. Adams from American Idol. Yeah. Uh, as their singer. And then it's like, is the lead singer what makes a band? Or like, it's Sublime with Rome, not just Sublime. <laughs> so true. You know? Yeah. It's a tricky one. I, I definitely hear you. And then also, even Ronnie Radke's new project, Falling in Reverse, still doesn't have the same magic that that original Escape the Fate album had. Yeah. Yeah. So. I am. I do like Escape the Fate as it stands now. Yeah. Like, I bought their album once and really enjoyed that album. Mm, I really, yeah. really like that album. I it's hard too. as fuck. Yeah. It got a little bit more, like fast metal yeah which i'm a fan of yeah once ronnie left but it was like the 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 feet like the soul left right <laughs> with ronnie right oh my god i'm gonna post this on tiktok and then he's gonna respond and i'm gonna be like ah! <laughs> he like is a gamer now outside of falling in reverse he goes live in games Ronnie Radke on Twitch or something. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Have you ever crowd surfed? (laughs) No, I have never crowd surfed. I was too ashamed about how big my body was as a teenager to crowd surf, which is ridiculous because like adult men men were crowd (laughs) surfing. But me with my like chubby belly was just too nervous. I didn't want to rely on people. That's fair. And to that's hold like me feeling. up, you know? That's like hands on your body. Yeah, when yeah. you're not used to hands on your body. Yeah. So, you did though. I did. I did a couple <laughs> times. The first time though was a fail. The first time was at Warp Tour. Uh huh. At the Gorge, which the Gorge is a really far place to drive for a one day event. I've. I agree. Decided. I agree. But it was. I don't know what year it was, but it was Warp Tour at the Gorge, which the Gorge is a beautiful venue and it's which worth it. Which is the it. second Warp Tour we went to? It was the second Warp Tour we went to. Yes, my glasses broke the first Warp Tour we went to. Oh yeah, I remember. And that. that was in like Deer Park. I don't know where that is. Yeah, but it was in some random place, like in, kind of off the coast or yeah, something. Yeah, we had to drive probably an hour and a half to get there. Yeah, like through Astoria, mm-hmm. something, something like, like that. that. I don't know. But anyway, hey. yeah, we my glasses broke the first warp tour at an Academy is show. <laughs> like, let's be honest. The Academy is is not the hardest band. No, but the fans went hard. And my glasses, <laughs> I think it was because someone crowd surfed their oh. shoe hit my face. My glasses fell Yeah, on the ground. It was a literal mud dust pit. And then just people were dancing. And then a, I found there was like a crunch. I found my glasses part, but I couldn't find the other arm. And then that was like the last show of the night. So they wouldn't let me search for it. Oh, yeah. Because they were like, you have to go. Like, my glasses I'm are like, broken. I literally, can't I'm, I can't see anything. Yeah. Please help me out. Anyway. I found <clears throat> like 30 bucks at the end of the Paramore show at that one. And everyone left and there was someone had just dropped $30. And I was Ooh. like. Lunch is on me, guys. <laughs> Heck yeah. Snacks. That was nice. Snacks were the drive. Since then, I always like check for a ground score. Oh, yeah. You after, can find. At the end of a show. Picks. You can find money, IDs, credit cards. Drugs. Drugs. Get them tested before yeah. you. I have only done ground drugs once. 
And that was at Paradiso. And we had a test kit. Did they test it? Yeah. Okay, good. I trust him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't do it. Uh, we didn't find it. Did there, was there another ground score that we did test that I'm forgetting about? I'm talking about the, about the one that Brian found. He found like a giant, like a, like a, like a, like a thing of, like a thing of Molly. Yeah. I'm pretty like, sure. Mal- I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure somebody had a testing kit and we tested it before we, anybody did okay, anything. That's good. Maybe I just told myself that. But I think I, I did. I, f- I have a f- I remember. Honestly, at that point, I was like, I trust Brian. <laughs> yeah. I trust Brian for this. If he dies, then I won't do it. Right. <laughs> that was another thing. It was like they had already been doing stuff off it and seems like <laughs> yeah. normal on drugs. Yeah. So I don't this know. Whatever. Good. We make whatever decisions that we make in our lives. Then we learn from them. And that's the important part. Actually, though, that night, that whole that whole festival was so fun. It was. It's, I have great memories of Paradiso. Yeah. Besides the camping in GA. So it was like when we were young, we were like party. We were like rocking out as emo kids. And then we grew sober. up yeah. and yeah, sober. <laughs> <laughs> and then we made up for it in our 20s. Yeah. And went and EDM was our in name. EDM. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which I feel like it's a total natural. There progression. There's a lot of crossover. I mean, look, Sonny Malone turned into Skrillex. Like, yeah. By the time we kind of pivoted out of that scene, like as much as we were, yeah, they there was I can't remember the band's names, but like I think Hollywood Undead was one where there a lot of the breakdowns that the drums would do mm. sounded like dubstep yeah. beats. So there was a lot of there, there was definitely a lot of crossover, and especially champagne. at that time, yeah, when indie music was like mgmt yeah it oh, was yep. Yep. like electronic music was kind of coming into like the indie scene yep and that's kind of it was like emo music it, like indie rock and then edm yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know it was i didn't i didn't really get into those bands but i did get into the edm yeah for sure I mean, it was drugs that did that to me. <laughs> like it was, it wasn't until I took acid for the first time that I really got into electronic music because I could like, un- like I you know fucking saw the music. Yeah, you know, when I'm tripping f- or whatever, yeah. you feel it. You understand feel, it in a yeah. whole different way. Oh. Let's. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the Manchester Orchestra show in fucking Philadelphia. Let's talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about that. O M G. So, gotta set the scene. Uh, this would had to have been two thousand or twelve. Uh, no, it had to have been. It had to have been eleven because I graduated high school in two thousand eleven. Then we okay. moved to the East Coast in two thousand eleven. You and after yeah. I graduate, literally the day yeah. after I graduated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then me yep. in August. Perfect. So I was living in uh, New Jersey on the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. You were living in New York. New York. Manchester Orchestra was playing a show in Philadelphia. The which Knitting was Factory in Philadelphia. Literally halfway in between us. So we actually I think you came to Atlantic City and then we went to yeah, probably. Philadelphia. But anyway, we went to Philadelphia for the show. 
it I don't know what it was about. Okay, first of all, one of the openers that we found, again, another opener that we had never heard of before. Maybe we started listening to him a little bit like right before yeah. when we got tickets to the yeah. concert. Because that's what you do. You like look at the lineup, you get the tickets, then you search the opener band so you're not like totally oblivious to what the fuck is going on. Right. And then you, you become fans. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got there when White Denim was playing. And oh my I, God. the the fucking magic that that band created with their I have chills. Instrument. I that was the first time I ever orgasmed just from music. Music. I think probably the only time, honestly, yeah. not on drugs. Again, yeah. sober. Again, sober. Not on, again. Maybe high. I no, think, no, probably not because I wouldn't have gotten. I no. Not I doubt time? it. I, right. can't, sober. I don't think so. Yeah. It was incredible. They did like this, this one song that had dueling guitars and it was, they were just going back and forth and the magic, like the mastery of their instruments. Oh my God. It, it was, was crazy. So good. It, it literally, literally you could see the electricity between these yes. two dudes yes. playing their instruments and then the drummer's just doing his thing too and then the bass is like blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. and then they're just like bleh, 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 bleh. and it's just like what the fuck and they're it's like half what it is and half improv and they're right. just playing off of each other and it's like 15 minutes it was so long so but so, but so good. good of like pure music beauty I mean, it's like you understand why people were so into like the Grateful Dead and Fish and these yes. jam bands yes. that just take you somehow somewhere else sonically to this whole other dimension, this whole other reality that they are creating for you with their instrument. Like it's just, it's, it was incredible. It was awesome. It was so good. And then, and after then, them, <laughs> oh my God, Manchester Orchestra comes on and they fucking play that river song. Oh the river, my God, and the river has this amazing. Like orchestral moment that just the same. Oh my god, it's so good, and everybody is into it. Everybody is like singing along. Just, just you're just floating through the river, and it's so amazing. Oh my gosh, oh take me back to the river. Yeah, so good. Uh, so that happened. That happened. Oh my god! Live music is so good, it's and so it, good. Is it, is, are people going to concerts right now? Adam and I went to Enter Shikari. When was that? That was Where like was two that? weeks ago at Doug Fur Lounge. I mean, I think they might have capped the capacity a little bit because there weren't. There were probably like two hundred people there, maybe three hundred people wow. there, and that is a small like that, that place is a small is smaller venue. than Ho- the Hawthorne. It is tiny. Uh, and Andrew Shikari plays stadiums in Europe. Like they are a huge band. So we, I feel incredibly privileged that we were able to see them. That was another band that I had well, like. Amanda went to when we were young fest. I know Amanda did. I saw that uh, with Tara. All you looked pictures. so you cute. You looked so cute. I loved your um, sleeves. I, I was know. like, yes, all of it, all everything. of it. But uh, yeah, they're this huge band. But I don't know. Somehow, um, don't we don't listen to them here in the states. I mean, people do. They usually I guess play. I think they crowded. usually play bigger venues. But um, and I th- the last time Adam and I saw them, I think was at Hawthorne or maybe the Roseland. I don't know. They they have played yeah. bigger venues this time for whatever reason. They played the Doug Fur Lounge, which is tiny, and they even said this is like the tiniest stage they've Cute. played in forever. But they 
came out uh, into the middle of the circle pit in one song, and the people did the circle pit around them, and it, it was oh, and what you were uh, saying before about how this music like allows you to look at your traumas, allows you to like work through them by mm-hmm. just like being angry with the music. There was this one song that they did that night that uh, is about uh, like climate change and like what people are, what humans are doing to oh, the planet. Oh, I like that song. It's so good. It's and super good. They were like, you know, this song was wrote, written in rage, so let's just take a minute to fuck shit up. And they, they created a, what is it, a mosh oh, wall. Nice. Wall of death. And so I mean, with the 200 people that were in there, there's probably so 50 fun. people in the mosh pit. You know, it was like the tiniest little thing, I but they, they did it and they, everyone raged. And I was just like feeling, I was recognizing that where it was like a communal moment where all of these people here were working out this crazy rage against this very specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I was just realized how like powerful of a location concert halls are yes because so much emotion gets worked out there yes and even for like that specific song being about climate change i was like well the fucking mother earth is getting a place to just rip her shit too Mm -hmm. because we're doing it here for her and now she gets to release some of her anger about that too exactly it was just like this whole amazing powerful yes yes (sighs) Yeah. yeah it was so good so yes concerts are happening People are going to concerts. I mean, clubs are open. That's true. Like, I just like, I just watched this thing on about Astro World that was happened last year, and like, which taps into this idea that concerts are a powerful place and create a lot of energy. So true. And that situation just really makes me upset because it's making everything else look bad. Like, people are going to be too scared to like go out and like enjoy these live music things. Yeah, because there's. Like, what's happening now is awful. Yeah. But I just hope that, like, I just love that concerts are a place to be able to just, like, rip your shit, and, yeah. you know, and yeah. just, like, feel. And that's yeah. the point of music anyway is just to, like, feel. And Yeah. But you know what? All of those weird things that are happening are happening at these big headline shows. Yeah. Like. That's true. The, going to a Ludo show. Yeah. You know, like, Ludo is another amazing band <laughs> yeah, that we, we haven't, haven't even, even brought talked up about. Yet. But uh, they ha- are having their shows, and then they're even streaming their shows, too, you know? Yeah. So, oh, why w- there was another reason I brought them up, but I don't remember. So Using concerts, concerts for good. Yeah. Foxy Shazam. Foxy kind of Shazam. shifting away from this really weird cloud. Foxy Shazam. <laughs> so so fucking good. If you guys aren't on the Foxy Shazam train oh already, yeah. fucking get on it, because they're about to re-blow up, yeah. I hope. I ho- Not hope. At when we were young, the artists and people were amazing and made sure everyone was okay and stopped immediately if they saw anything happen or if someone fell. That love was, that! That's the point. That's that was the, the point. point. That the Thank small you. bands are actually paying attention and they love their community. And the people who are showing up are their community. Yes, exactly. It was those dedicated 300 Enter Shikari fans yeah. who showed up at the Doug Fur Lounge for that show, you know? Yes, and it is totally the culture of emo rock punk whatever genre this is to look out for the community yeah we that was just i just remember that being like such a thing in the concerts was like if someone falls down you stop and you pick them up Mm -hmm. if like you see someone that needs to get out of the pit you pull them out 
Yes, everyone clapped and it felt safe. Yeah, yes. see, I love we that. Look out for each other. And like, if you're on stage and you see something, you have the power to stop everything and pull something out and change right. the vibe of the show. Right. So I just commend the people who do like keep everything safe because this is a sacred space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, keep it as such. <laughs> Just protect each other. Exactly. I mean, these people paid to be at your show. Exactly. You, you should protect, protect your, fans. your fans. Anyway, anyway Foxy Shazam. Foxy's, super oh good. <laughs> I love them. Another band that I just have such good memories. Also in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, that was a good, also a good time. When, yeah. Oh, fuck. It's just so good. I don't know. What was, Okay. What was the night in New York when we saw a doubleheader? Oh, we went to, it was, it was, say it anything, was, say anything. And the white denim. And white denim. Right? Yes. See, okay. Yes. yes. That was a fun That night. was such a fun New York moment. Yeah. You know, like, we were like, so, I don't remember, I don't even remember how we found out that they were both playing at the same, same night. Get, same night. However... White Denim was playing two shows. There That's was right. One at the same time as Say Anything, and then a, a, later, a later show. So we were able to swing tickets for, yeah, both, for both shows and go. Yeah, Say Anything was at the Best Buy Theater, which was like Midtown. Yeah. And then White Denim was down at the Bowery Ballroom. Which, dream venue. Seriously. I mean, they talk about, like, everybody talks about playing the Bowery. Exactly. You know, all, all the indie folk from yes. when we were growing up, you yes. know? That night was such a, like, oh what's God. that, Zach and, or... What was that movie? Nick and Nora. Nick and yeah. Nick and yeah. Nora's per, infinite yeah. playlist. That, it was just like, okay, we just rocked our faces off and yes. say anything. And then we're going to go run down, catch a train, get downtown, figure out how we get to the Bowery. Go get our faces melted off for a second time. Yeah. At a smaller venue. At a smaller venue. venue. So we got to get closer. And white denim again. So good. Because after that original time when we saw them, we were like, well, we have to be fan. We are automatic fans. fans. Yeah. We're fans. You got me. So. Yeah, that was a really fun night. That was a fun night. I think we were a little bit late for the Say Anything show. We got there when they, like, when they started. They were playing when we got there. Oh, yeah. But we still got the front. You made out with a random guy. (laughs) A random tall person. I know. I don't. Don't. I don't want to rehash <laughs> that memory. Reckless. I was, like, I was reckless. We gotta go. We got another show. Because it, it was so good. Yeah. I had to make out with somebody. Well, I and mean. He was standing was, next to me. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, my God. He, I, was, he was into it. He was cute. He was. I, yeah. But then I left. I was like, see ya. Bye. <laughs> I got to go to another show. Didn't get into any information. Just made number. out with him and left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just honestly, like, fine. Like, no strings, man. Yeah, Bye. Yeah. See ya. Don't yeah. never need to see you again. Yeah. And never will. Right. So, uh, yeah. And then, yeah. Caught a train. It was so hot. We were so sweaty. Yeah. Because we were able to get down on the floor at Say Anything. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then didn't have time to change or anything. No, we went we straight, just straight there. Went straight there. Probably got a pizza. <laughs> I, would Im- I would imagine. <laughs> at some point. Oh, oh, the good old but days. But then, yeah. White Denim was super good. Yeah. Reckless. <laughs> the reckless good old days. I know. I know. Well, memories. I know. When we were young indeed. Oh, my God. I know. 
And it really just didn't stop until COVID. I mean, it, yeah. it p- pivoted into different genres shifted. of music. Yeah. Yeah. And then just clubbing for a little while. You know, those are my least favorite days. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That I, was when it turned dark. When yeah. When it was just like for escape me, or something. For me, it was more just like I would get there and be like, why am I even here? The music sucks. I'm tired. My feet are tired. I'm just doing this to like hang out with people. Yeah. <sighs> How exhausting. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, no, nobody's cute. I don't want to take anybody home. Right. What the point? Why am I even here? Right. Right. I remember one night you guys got drunk and I did not get drunk for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then I got annoyed <laughs> and was just like, I just want pizza. I just want pizza. Let's just go. I just want pizza. And you guys were like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is, this is, this is, this is not fun. <laughs> No, it's so. that's why everybody gets drunk. You know, I know. Like God oh bless God. the sober people, like who have to babysit their group. Yeah, we all have been there though. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, you turn to the like the just the stoner for a while, where you're you know not really getting drunk, but you're Smoking high as fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. There were too many nights where I went too hard and just. It wasn't even fun. Right. And then you wake up the next day. And I feel like we talked about this with Denise. You talk, mm-hmm. w- wake up the next day and you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And then your friends kind of look at you funny and you don't really know why. Yeah. And no one, you're there. Everyone's like, oh, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. And I'm like, you guys aren't looking at me like I'm fine, <laughs> but you're not telling me what happened. Yeah. So I'm just going to not do this again. I don't think you had any, you had any nights like that. <sighs> I hope not. Nobody will know. No one will tell me. Because <laughs> I don't not exist. Me, not with me then. I don't know. But, but anyway. I was also probably just my own kind of fucked up in the other yeah. wherever else. You know? But see, that's what happens when you start introducing influences into your fun. Yeah. Is that it sometimes stops being for the fun and the like the mute. Like we stopped going to music shows. Or I st- I'll talk about myself. I stopped going to music shows because I knew the bands. It was more as a social, like, oh, these people are going and totally. there's a chance that we can be inebriated. So let's, like, do that. Totally. So, yeah, because, like, at the end, the live shows that I was seeing, these DJs, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah. I don't know this person. Yeah. And I wouldn't. Yeah. Tr- I would not know them on the street, you know? Yeah. And so it was just kind of like, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's so true. You stop stop going for the music, mm-hmm. for like for the actual music, and you just start going to be social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, all the bands that we started liking got big, and tickets yeah. got expensive. Yeah. Like when we were in our youth, yeah, when we were kids, these tickets were like twenty bucks. Right. It was so cheap. Right. Like it was not right. And it's like less fun at the bigger venues. It like, is. It's fun to like hear the songs, but you don't get that same like crushing community. Yeah. Of bouncing around in other people's sweat where you're all just like singing the chorus or like yeah whatever, you know exactly like it's just it's different it's not the same experience and i'm if that's the situation i would much rather stream it from my home 100%. where i can get stoned or drunk or whatever i want and then just go to bed exactly <laughs> and i don't know if that's just me in my 30s or if that's probably what just makes 
logical sense anyway. Like, I know. I'm now a seats person at shows. <laughs> like, get me yeah. to the where, where, where I can sit down during during the intermission. intermission. Yeah. Because my back hurts. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I love concerts. Like, I would... I love concerts. Mm-hmm. But it now... now I think because we've been to so many, I'm like, I don't need to go. I don't need to stand in line. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to be in the front unless right. it's a band that I like. Right. Love. Or I would be go, the middle. Yeah. The Riot Fest. Yeah. The festivals are a whole nother episode. Episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we should. We should. Oh, my gosh. Let's revisit festivals. Oh, my God. There's been a lot of those. Too. Oh, fuck. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We've had a cool life. We have we've had cool lives. We've had two separate cool lives, <laughs> and one cool life together. Yeah. Three lives. We've had <laughs> cool, lives. really cool three lives. But um, yeah, intimate. I don't really like stadium shows because it's like you can't. The person's this big, yeah, and it's so far away. We did see Rush, or did yeah. you go to that? Yeah, I was on Molly for that. You were? Yeah. With Dad? Yeah. Was Just I one? I don't remember if you. Took- I don't. I don't remember being on it, so I don't think I was. But I, that, okay, I mean, like, Rush is a huge band, and they've been yeah. around for yeah. 60 years, yeah, and literally, like, they can't play tiny venues anymore. Right. And it was their last tour, so of course it was going to be in well, the Moda Center. Yeah. But that band, in particular, we were on, like, the very last row, and mm-hmm. literally, one of the best shows I've ever been to. So good. The Again, the audience, the the audience, the artistry, the thoughtfulness of the set. Yeah. The like, I mean, all three band members in Rush are artists all on their own. Right. And so they create these like amazing music landscapes and these ideas and this like space for you to think about these ideas through like rock and roll. I don't know. I could talk about Rush forever. They're so good. So good. But that was like the only stadium show that I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. I saw Imagine Dragons at the Moda Center. Mm-hmm. It was kind of lame. I saw Brand New and Modest Mouse at the Moda Center. It was a Modest Mouse show and Brand New opened for them. That was really good. Brand New was fantastic. I think we were also not in seats. We were like down. Down. Um, that would be a good show. Modest was, Mouse is super good. But it was really weird because Modest Mouse, something happened. I Like the guy got pulled, like the lead singer got pulled over or arrested or oh. something that day. So they were like two hours, an hour and a half late to start. So it was like three songs in and Adam and I were like, okay, let's go. Oh. We're not, we were here for brand new. We were not here for Modest yeah. Mouse. So that was kind That's of annoying. Fair. But brand new was great. That's cool. Blink-182, where did you see them? Ooh, saw them in Seattle at, like... With Weezer. Yeah, it was... I don't think it was Marymore Park, but it was one of those outdoor venues. venues. Nice. I was crushed when I couldn't go. Yeah, it was Blink-182's reunion tour. I think I just went with this random gal I knew from the dorms in college. Or was it Tig? Did you go to Smithsonian? No. No, it was Monica, I think. This oh. like just floor mate in person. Yeah. It's cuz I couldn't go. Yeah. I was in high school. And it was like a Tuesday. Yeah, it was Weezer. It was Blink-182's reunion tour and then Weezer opened and then this other 
band. I don't remember their name, but they're actually kind of cool. They're like this duo from Chicago. But anyway, yeah, they were. That was really good. That uh, that was the first time I ever seen anybody like lift up their drum kit into the oh. air. And Travis Barker, like at the end, he did this drum solo mm-hmm. where he's lifted into the air and then it like spins him, it's so like he's like playing spins, upside yeah. down or whatever. Yeah, that was that was cool. I love Travis Barker. I yeah. love Blink One Eighty Two. I know. Have you listened to much of their new stuff? No. Me neither. Is it worth it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They're supposed to headline next year's When We Were Young Fest. Though. I know. Literally every CD that has ever graced that six CD <laughs> changer. changer in the accord is on that playlist, on that set list. I know. That set list, I mean, yeah, started me thinking about all of this. Yeah. Oh, I've been randomly listening to a lot of my old favorite cds from back in yeah. the day i mean i Just go through like, like phases yeah yeah i'm currently in a phase me too i'm, I'm now now i'm in yeah. a phase <laughs> it's so good it's not a phase mom You're right it's a lifestyle. lifestyle oh my god we have so many more stories i know think about ludo it was mm-hmm. the spill canvas and ludo toured yes and that's when i fainted that's when you fainted andrew volp <laughs> best story ever oh my god okay that i mean that's the gist of it it was like august it was it was august the, the dead, dead of august of, of summer hot hot hawthorne the theater, theater no, no ventilation. ventilation and the fans were doing very little the Hor- like, it was not bad the people fans the the metal spinning box fans, fans. i was wearing my new <laughs> gray <laughs> pants like jeans shouldn't have worn them i don't know what kind of per i was trying to be cool (laughs) (laughs) and not wear shorts for some weird reason so i was wearing pants because skinny jeans were in also backing up for a second just to remind everyone here that ludo is one of another of our favorite bands yes and at the time it was like we had just found them Love Me Dead was coming out. Oh, yeah. That album was yeah. so good. Yeah. We were very excited to see this band. Yes. But it was really hot. It was so hot. And it's hard to stay hydrated. You know, you do your best. And I don't even think that I that was like a priority back then either. Like to be hydrated, to be a hydrated human. I don't think that was a priority in my life. After that, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm because we didn't want to leave our spot to go get a water bottle. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Because it was like tough to get in. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how old I was. Because I fainted. You were taller than me. That's for sure. I mean, that happened. <laughs> that's not an indication of what time <laughs> in my brain. But it was, I think this was the summer. This must have been the summer before eighth grade. I was, Because that's when I fainted off of the stage. <laughs> On the first day of school, <laughs> I fainted a lot. I had a weird fainting situation. <laughs> Mysterious to this day. Probably just lack of vitamin probably, D. Probably, probably, la- I was probably mal. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, huh, yeah, that's probably <laughs> totally what happened. But yeah, super hot venue. Yeah, so I must have been like, what age are you then before eighth grade? Like 13? Uh, well, you're 14 when you go into freshman year. So, yeah. So it's like, wait. 
13 ish. Was I 12? <laughs> I don't know. That seems not that seems right. That so young. Was I only 12? No. 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 <laughs> no, you no. are not only 12. No, no, you had to have been at least like 14. Okay. Maybe this was okay. Maybe this was after freshman year. I don't know. Maybe maybe this was after 8th grade. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to tell myself I wasn't 12. Cuz that's I freaky. You were 12. But so Ludo was not on stage. This was during a different the must have been during the this spill was, canvas. Well, this was during the in-between time. Oh, after right. Ludo performed, I think. Yeah. Well, who was headlining then? I think the Spill Canvas headlined. Oh. Okay. Super. The, this show already <laughs> was a weird, I thought, I think it's a, just like a weird combo. Because I'm pretty sure the Spill Canvas, I, I remember sitting on the ground for the Spill Canvas. So. Okay. What a weird combo. I know. I know. Who knows? So they had just played. Yeah. Ludo had just played. We were all like rocking out super fucking hard. And what ha- like the setup of the Hawthorne Theater, it's a tiny square. The fans are on the ground. There's a stage above the fans. And then the band is like right there, like literally right there. Yeah. And then on the left of the stage was a door that went out to the back the where the backstage was and the uh trucks loading, area. loading vans buses are so ashleen and i were positioned on the left side of the floor and yeah they must have just finished and probably going in like in and out between the merch booth because they usually do like oh thanks for being our fans we're gonna go hang out at the merch booth for a minute so probably as they were coming back through to the back yeah i or no we're in the middle no (laughs) i'm remembering now okay we were in the very middle of the floor at the front so uh, i remember thank you very middle of the front i remember feeling weird and being like i need to get out of here so I'm making my way through the fucking crowd and no one's fucking moving as I'm like blacking out tunnel vision. I don't really know what's happening because this is the first time this has ever happened. I'm just kind of, or maybe not the first time, but just In like that situation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. Yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I just need to get out of this pit of people. And as I'm walking out of the pit, I black out. Apparently. So my perspective, let me just share from my perspective. Everything goes black. All, all of a sudden, I hear, oh, my God, are you okay? Oh, my God, are you okay? And I feel my body getting pulled out. And in my brain, I'm conscious. And I'm like, holy fuck, that's Andrew Volk's voice, <laughs> the lead singer of Ludo. I'm like, oh, who my God. in love with. Who I love, who is amazing. He is amazing. And I'm just like, he's, holy, he's so, yeah, holy shit. This is Andrew Volpe. Oh, my God. And I'm like still blacked out. My eyes are not open. I'm dead on him. And I must have fainted on him. He pulls me out. Dead. (laughs) Hearing Andrew Volpe's voice in my brain. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Andrew Volpe. What the fuck is going on? Not panicking. Just being like, 
that's fair being like oh my god andrew volp's voice <laughs> and then i hear the drummer's voice i'm like that's the drummer's voice because they're saying are you okay are you okay oh my god are you okay and i come to and it's like their faces in my face and i'm like oh my god i don't know what's going on i must have fainted oh my god and so they gave me some water i was able to sit in the back for like five seconds yeah they dragged you across like the threshold it was probably like 10 feet I mean, it wasn't very far it wasn't very far <clears throat> between the doors on the floor like where everybody like the stage yeah. area and then the back door where the loading area was so yeah they dragged you to the back door where we could sit with the air did you and, see this happen uh i mean yeah kind of yeah, I saw you fall onto him, and then he dragged you out. I don't remember Matt, Matt Palermo being there, but... He was in the back. Great. And... He probably did. She's I like, I'm out of here. I remember getting uh, water bottles. Water bottles. And then just sitting and not trying to make sure you didn't drink them too fast. Yeah. somebody said, don't drink them too fast. I think it was a security guard. But, yeah, yeah. so that's the time I fainted on one of my favorite musicians <laughs> ever. But and then he wrote a, a blog about me, not yeah. a blog about me. It was a sentence in a blog. But and th- but then when I came up to him at the warp tour the previous time, like the next time I saw him, I was like, hey, do you remember me? I, <laughs> I fainted on you in Portland. He was like, I do. <laughs> nice. Good to see Good you're to alive. Like sick. Yeah. He remembers me. But that was cool, too, though, because that show we got to. Uh, stand on the stage yes. to watch it. Yes, we were. We got passes for that tour from the Human Experience. I think is or oh the is the God. band. Is that what it is? I human, don't even remember. The Human Experiment Experience, something like that. So that we could put up posters for them, and it took like all of an hour yeah. before the Warp Tour, and then we got passes to stand on the stage and go in the back and eat the catering. Yeah, and, like it was pretty backstage. Dope. So, so yeah, we got to stand on the side of the stage for Ludo on that one. That was cool. That was That's cool. the year that Katy Perry was at, at Warped mm-hmm. Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jaren was there. I remember seeing Jaren in the crowd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the Ludo and Danielle. show. And Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Oh, fun So times. many memories. Not the last time I fainted at a concert, but... Or even the Hawthorne Theater. I think the <laughs> two other times was... That place is really it's hot. hot. It's, really, it's really, really hot. Tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was one. They were both at Say Anything shows. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I fainted in line for the bathroom. I probably freaked the girls I was in line out. I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm just going to (laughs) crouch. I'm fine. And then I came back to life. And they didn't check on me. They didn't say anything. I could only imagine what their perspective was of this girl just. They probably thought you were fucked up probably i was not right <laughs> i was i was not even high that's right. the weird part i know is that i was sober yeah but and malnourished and malnourished probably definitely Ugh, memories thanks for the memories saw them too fallout yeah. boy honda civic tour oh four oh probably oh six oh five I don't, I don't know. I feel like we got dropped off for that show. We did. So was, I think it was 04 or 05. But I was in high school. Oh, you were? Yeah. So it had to have been 08, 09, 10 or 11. Probably like 
Oh. Who would we get dropped off then? Eight or oh nine. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Fun show anyway. Isn't it fun trying to remember your old <sighs> youth? Yeah. There's a lot to dig through. And it's nice to dig through the fun memories. Yeah. Of, like, especially with all the trauma shit we've been. I know. Trauma healing. Let me we, not like yeah. push it onto it. The trauma healing we've been doing. It's been very great and intense, but very like hard to look at. Yeah. You know? And so looking back at the fun. The good things that made us happy back faint, then. Fainting on musicians. <laughs> memories that made us so happy. It was actually It was really such cool. a good time. Like, of course. Thank goodness you were okay and all yeah. of that. And you were. Like, yeah, I was fine. Probably just b- low blood sugar. And locked your knees or something. Yeah. Like, it's not, I'm not, di- I didn't die. Right. No, nobody got hurt. We never got hurt. We never got talked to wrong. Mm-hmm. We, everyone stayed away from us. Maybe too much. I feel like we kind of were looking for friends. Yeah. But you too scared to, like, talk to, talk to anybody but yeah. ourselves. Right. So... But we were like, those were really like the good times. We would always look forward to it. Mm-hmm. And it was something that none of my friends would do either. Like right. my friends also didn't listen to the music that I listened to. So they weren't interested in the bands that I was going to go see or their parents wouldn't let them go. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. like we were young. But yeah. <clears throat> we saw Manchester. Oh my God. Do you remember this? You were in Seattle and... Ari, Zach, and I just took the SAT and then drove up to see you to see Manchester Orchestra. Yeah, I do. I, th- I do. I don't remember the SAT part, but I remember going to see them in Seattle. I did not do well in those SATs. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Who fucking cares? I know. I'm Who not even. Who cares? I was not worried about the SATs. I was yeah. way more excited about the show afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah. Concerts are fun. Concerts are fun. Yeah, and like music festivals are back. Mm-hmm. Concerts are definitely back. Yeah. It's just you just have to like find the ones that you're actually willing I, to get out of the house and stay up late for. I know. And that's the thing is like I don't really listen to a lot of music or like new music. It's my listening style is different. Right. Than it was back Well, listening style is different. Like the entire culture of music is different. We don't listen to albums, you know, like the say anything, the in defense of the genre album. Like people don't Mm -hmm. do that anymore or they do, but they just like drop it as a playlist on Spotify. Yeah. And then that's it. I don't know. It's it's just it's a different the availability, like the amount of music that's available is a little overwhelming. Yes. And when there's something concentrated, like alt press, and you like trust the publication. Yeah. And like they that's... weeded out the nor like the low level stuff that you don't that yeah you would have had to weed through yourself. Exactly. And like m- even with MySpace, <laughs> like that you like had a band and then you would go on their friends list. And see what bands were on their top seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or and how many friends they had. Exactly. And like you would find bands like that. It was, I don't know. The ability to just like search a song seems really overwhelming to me. And there, it's like so, there's too much. Yeah. You know? I think I like the like, hey, I heard this band. You would like it too type of a yeah. finding out organic yeah. type of a way. Did you ever get into like the art of the mixtape? 
Or the burn CD in our case? No, I'm not that person. Me neither. I, I appreciate those people, but I'm not that person. I made some, but it wasn't like I didn't put any kind of curation. It was just like the, the songs that I liked in the moment. Yeah. That I could get off LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate a nice curated playlist. Yeah. That's what Spotify is good for. Yeah. It's for you to curate your playlist. Yeah, but it may, it's really hard to find like new bands that you want to get that vested in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like we were saying before, we were into the saga of the band. Yeah. Like the whole persona. You follow it. And it's and I guess you can do that with like social media now, yeah. you know, but it's like curated. Yeah. Like everything is curated. And yeah. I guess like what we got from alt press was yeah. like also curated, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Still trying to find it. And th- I think that's part of the problem is that nobody really knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. How to like recall that flavor or that soulfulness mm-hmm. yet in the digital age. Because even like I've been seeing stuff about how uh, TikTok and Reels are killing the uh, hook. Mm-hmm. They're killing the hook in the song because you have to have this like short little snippet song that's like super clever and just catchy. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's great. But then they all also start to sound a lot alike and it's people aren't standing out quite as much. Yeah. And everyone's just covering old songs. That's always happened though. I know, but it's just like, there's so much reproduction of old stuff, whether it's movies, movies, like TV shows, music. It's just like yeah. covers of other things or, you know, which is an art or whatever. But, and like sampling is an art on all on its own. And that's like, I think that's different than covering, mm-hmm. but it's just like, make something like at least sampling is you're taking a piece of something and pieces of a bunch of little things and combining it into a new thing. Yeah. But like, Yes, and I think a lot of people are just kind of straight covering it. But then you can also just make the argument that your own personal flair, no matter what, is going to remix the the song because then it's yours. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who just kind of like do it flat or whatever. Yeah. But and I know this isn't TikTok, but like the pop uh, punk goes series. Oh yeah. The punk goes. Um, punk goes crunk. Punk goes crunk. Punk, punk goes, goes pop. Pop. Pump. Punk goes Christmas, maybe. Yeah, I think so. There was like this C- CD set mm-hmm. of. I mean, it wasn't a set; it was like a series of them where they had pop punk bands and metal bands and mm-hmm. stuff cover popular songs or songs or in punk. a different genre. Yeah. Um. So they would like All Time Low did an incredible yeah. cover of rihanna's umbrella oh my god like it's so good and it's theirs i'm putting my money on this now all time low comes out with rihanna during the super bowl to sing it together that would be so cool i kind of doubt that would happen but i that know would be that would be so, so cool. cool what if like they're the band that would be cool. that, that would be cool i mean they have really to be cool. they they have to have come met i'm sorry well I'm they sure. had to have met yeah, especially with how this big point. this cover is yeah 
I could see it. Yeah, but a I'm lot gonna of bring that. I'm gonna make that timeline happen. Okay, I love it. I would love to. The see only that. reason to watch the Super Bowl anyway. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but I mean, all, all of those songs were remixed to be different. I mean, you know, so it gets its, its own flavor to it. That's what I'm trying to say. You're Back right. to the sampling thing versus the cover. I don't know. I'm okay with I'm okay with the cover. Surprised us by singing at all the small things with Avril Lavigne. <gasps> it's not oh! out of the question. See Amanda coming in with the facts. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Maybe maybe They'll show up for the Super Bowl. Coming to the Super Bowl. That's cool. That's a fun. Do you do you remember where we found Ludo? Where we discovered them? I remember. No, tell me. Remind me. I don't know why, but for some reason I was watching a late night show. Really? That's how we found them? Like a Conan or a They were on Jimmy the Tonight Fallon show or something. That yeah. is that's not how we found them. That is how we found them. Yeah, that's how I found them and then I looked him up on MySpace or whatever it was. Because that song was so good. Love Me Dead was so good. And I was like, Riley. And then from there. You know, okay. My version of that, because I remember that. Yeah. Was that we specifically watched that episode of the Tonight Show or whatever show it was to watch Ludo. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It could be. I don't remember why I was watching that show, so that could absolutely be true. But that was one of the first moments I fell in love with Ludo, was watching them play live on a late night show. I feel like they were in an alt press, like a tiny... Oh, yeah. You might be right. Not like One tiny, of those like, bands you yeah, should know kind of yeah. things. And we were like... Like 50 words. Yeah. And I feel like there was like a series of them that we really liked and they were there i mean that could be that also happened but i do like i do remember watching them on the on whatever show that was on the tv being like this they rock we need to see them live yeah yeah i think that boosted their like ability in our minds maybe that's what it it was maybe that was the moment you fell in love yeah they're so good they're so good and to like they just streamed a couple months ago not just um their live show where I don't remember where it was. I think they're in, in the St. Midwest. Louis. Yeah. And like, they still rock. They still, still rock. rock. And they just put Ugh. out new, new music, new work. That's also still very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm, some of these bands, you know, they, it gets a little diluted. The longer you stay with them, you know, yeah. like, yeah, people grow up. The perspective the, is different. The emotion calms down a little bit more. Yeah. yeah you get a, you mature a little bit. Yeah. The music changes, yeah. you know? No, Ludo is always still so good. <sighs> album and to album. You know what's fun with Ludo is that you can track their musical influence. Mm-hmm. Like, Dad was listening to Magic Theater or something, band like that. And it's very much like a Rush, prog rock, instrumentally band. But, which, what they like, they were definitely influenced by Rush. You could just tell. But Ludo specifically had this riff that was in one of these dream theater bands riffs that I just so happened to listen to while dad was listening to it. And I was like, this sounds like Ludo. And then we saw them. 
on that stream and I was like, oh, they definitely were influenced by this dream theater band who's I don't think that's their name but it's like that's also yeah fun about music is finding those the influences that the artists were influenced by yeah going back and backtracking through the musical history of Mm -hmm. it all a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. for sure yeah I'm like remembering about why I liked music so much this is right I know this is so good this is good I know I keep I'm just trying to figure out where to find New music. New music. Well, we'll see. We'll f- figure it out. And it's like our my taste has changed. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I don't know. That's why I go back to the same like eight bands. Right. From the bands that we mentioned today and re-listen to those albums. Yeah, I'm like thinking about how... <clears throat> So those bands were really big for like they just meant a lot to us at that time in our lives mm-hmm. and that's why they still mean a lot to us. I wonder if now if we like who I even listen to who means that much to me. Yeah. And like what would they be singing about in their music that like re- would relate to like what I'm experiencing in my life? And there's just not a lot I mean, there's not a lot of people singing about, like, mom, cannabis, entrepreneur, spiritually awakening. You know, Queen Herbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Queen Herbie. Queen Herbie That's is true. really, really good. <laughs> I do love Queen Herbie. And there's been some, like, East Forest. There's some, like, meditation yeah. people that I do enjoy now. But it's not the same kind of, like, depth of connection yeah as i had as a teenager and i think we have different coping mechanisms now as adults than we did back when we were teenagers listening to this music that's true because maybe like that was the only way we could cope you know was just like listening to this music Mm -hmm. and being angry angry and not wanting to be oh like inside of what was going on at the time you know like just like turning it on and then can't hear anything else right so it's like our coping mechanisms are different Mm -hmm. and we use music for different things Mm -hmm. which i have thought about every time i think about needing a tv break i'm always like looking for new music to try to Mm -hmm. like fill the space so yeah i think part of it is that yeah a lot of my energy now goes to watching tv yeah instead of listening to music yeah but whenever i whenever i art well sometimes even podcasts like i just don't want to like learn from i know you know i know Totally. Sometimes when I art, I'll, or most of the time when I, when I art, I listen to music. Do you oh, listen no. to music with lyrics or without mu- lyrics when you art? It depends on where... Your mood? Yeah, it kind of depends on which <laughs> stage I'm at, too. Like, if I'm trying to think about... If I'm trying to think about, like, creating a structure or, like, a character, I have to think about it and not listen to lyrics. But if I'm just, like, going at it with paint and color or whatever, I can do listen to whatever. Nice. Yeah, when I have to use my brain, I yeah. can't listen to lyrics because yeah. my brain will attach itself to the lyrics. To the lyrics. And then I'll just be thinking about the lyrics. Yeah, especially if I have to write or yeah create anything. Yeah. yeah. And I especially can't listen to anything that I know. Even, yeah. Even just like instrumental music, if I know it, I'll just... my da, 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 Yeah, da. my brain will attach <laughs> to it and then I'll just be thinking about that. The baseline. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It has to be something like super different and not no words to create. Yeah. 
But when I'm in the car, I love to sing. Yeah. And I love to sing loud. Yeah. So this music is perfect for that. Yeah, totally. So. Yay, music. Fuck yeah, yay, music. Um, That was a great joint. That was a great joint. Highly recommend Mojito. The guy told me it was a chatty one. So he was right. That's a, That is a good one. That's a good social social smoke yeah love it yeah if you have any new bands for us to listen to drop it on the line put it in a comment email us dm (laughs) (laughs) carrier pigeon yeah (laughs) great well love that thanks for listening to our us reminisce about when we were young, Man. I hope they don't have like royalty set up for that. I mean, phrase. probably at some point, but you didn't say fest. So that's fine. true. <laughs> Loophole. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks Bye. for stopping in. Bong rips and pizza chips. 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 Bong rips and pizza chips.